tuning in to episode 38. I am so excited to be here as always. I hope everybody's having a great week. And yeah, I'm starting off this month strong, this year strong, this new decade strong. Everybody obviously is having goals and all these things that they're trying to accomplish uh, top of the year. So I am in that same mode as well. My church is on a fast, so my family's fasting. So feeling really, really good, feeling strong, feeling encouraged. I hope everybody is feeling the same. Um, I am, I wanted to do some episodes like the beginning of the year, specifically in the month of January that were kind of centered around like health and wellness and all those types of things. So this is going to be the first of that kind of series. So not just health and wellness, uh, even I want to do like maybe some self care, um, some goal setting, stuff like that to kind of like set us up really, really good, really strong for the year. So that's where we're going with the podcast, but uh, as always, let's get started with our Hey Girl. My Hey Girl for the week is my girl, Shay Thompson. And Shay is a friend of mine that is from uh, New York that, well, we've been friends for a long time, but obviously now we live separate. And so we don't talk as often, but we keep up with each other on social media for the most part. And I just feel like she is one of those people that is just out here killing it, like doing all types of amazingness. And I'm watching her. I'm always looking to her for um, just inspiration. Like I, I'm so inspired by women who are just doing things in all different walks of life. She is a professional woman who I believe she's an education um, administration, if I'm not mistaken. But she also um, has an amazing son who is getting into acting and modeling and all this type of stuff. So you see her kind of traveling with that. Um, she has a group that goes hiking in, in New York, which is kind of crazy. I think her group is called Black Girls That Hike. And I think that's super dope super inspiring um she has some businesses going on she just has a lot going on y'all and I love people like that I love women like that I just look to um be one of those women so I just want to thank you for inspiring me inspiring us and just keep on killing it girl I love you and hey girl Miss Shay Thompson if you don't know her um please check her out I, I'm gonna make sure I'm so sorry. I meant to tag my Hey Girl from last week and I didn't. So this week I'm actually going to tag both of these young ladies in a post because I want, one of the things I want the podcast to be is a place where we kind of build community and maybe get to know women that you don't know, or even if you do know them, but didn't know what they had going on. Um, I want to be able to connect the dots for that. So I'm going to make sure to do that today. Uh, it will be up on my social media, the Hey Girl Hey podcast. If you don't follow me, check me out there as well as uh, on Facebook, just under Kim Miller. So I'm going to do that today, I promise. But I'm going to get right in this episode because like I told you last week, I'm going to start having my personal episodes where that will be a space where I can speak a little more freely and spend a little bit more time talking. But for now, I want to get right into my episode. So I met this gentleman a little while ago at an event for my church had heard about him, had seen him kind of in passing, and always thought he had like a beautiful story, a beautiful testimony. Um, and his name is Jason Lavrak, and it was so crazy how we connected, so crazy how this episode came to be. But I hope you guys enjoy. He has so many amazing stories, so many amazing stories of what God has done for him. 
and how God has healed him, how God has blessed him in his health. Um, he has a lot to say. So it's not just him, my girlfriend, Bethany, as well as, um, another one of our friends is it's, it's a whole gang of people in this episode. I'm introduce everybody one at a time in the interview, but it ended up being just like a sit down powwow with friends. And we had a really, really good time, but the episode was really good. A lot of good takeaways. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Y'all tune in. Okay. We're starting. Hey girl. Hey, welcome to the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Hey, y'all, hey, this girl. is like going to be the most fun podcast that I've ever yes, done. Girl. I have a rowdy bunch over here. Hey <laughs> so girl. Wanna, hey. Yeah. Come on. Okay, I want y'all to introduce yourself one at a time. Because right. this, I'm, and then we're going to talk about how this all came together. Okay, so. Let the girl go first. Go first. Uh, yeah. Bethany Gardner here. Hey, Bethany. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's up, girl? Hey. Hi, my name is Jason Laverick. What's up, y'all? Oh, Jason. I don't even know what to Gotta say to you. Gotta be serious. What's up? I'm Jared Gaines. Hey, from hey. Jersey. Jared from Jersey. All right. Jersey Jared. <laughs> Jared from Jersey is my baby brother, by the way. Oh. Just with better dimples. And we love every. So this is like a crazy connection that has come together very very like what what like i feel like the holy ghost set this thing up we might end up slain in the spirit by the end of this Definitely. i'm down for it I'm, we have anointed oil it. and all those things in this house i was inviting jason on the podcast because i wanted to segue into like fitness nutrition preparing for the new year yeah and he so graciously agreed to come on the podcast and he's like Thank can you. i bring my friends his friends happen to be one of my friends, Miss Bethany, yes. who is also very much into nutrition, Absolutely. has done so much in, I don't want to say bodybuilding. What is it that you, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. Yeah. Jerry is my new friend who we were over here talking about Kanye. So we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, everybody knows like I'm super open to whatever the conversation, wherever it takes us. Right. But as long as we hit on a little bit of nutrition and uh, yeah, we <laughs> weight health okay. stuff. Thank you. But wherever we want to go, let's go. Let's go. So let's start with you, Jason, because you are the star of the show. Would you like me to lead with the nutrition and how that the inspiration came? Absolutely. With let's start there. Let's see where we so, go. So um, the person who probably makes the best pasta and mm. pizza dough on the planet mm was diagnosed with something called celiac oh. about four years ago. Okay. Which means the person who makes the best pasta and pizza can't eat it. Yeah. He is, actually. Like, he definitely is. Can you vouch for that? I, can I mean, that's like a thing. I can actually vouch for that. It's a thing. Um, and, you are um, this person. Oh, definitely. Yeah. My like living walking proof that... Uh, so I was the guy. Okay. That when I would go out to eat with people, uh -huh. and you're with people, or you run at their house, but specifically in a restaurant. Yeah. This is where God has a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. If someone would say, I need the gluten-free menu. Yeah. I'd be like, after the dinner, right? I'd be, whoever I was with, I'd be like, can you believe that? That's not a thing. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> Whatever. Just say you're trying to cut out the carbs. Yeah. Right? Like, don't tell me you have an allergy. Yeah. So then I started getting really sick, actually. Mm. And it became serious. And what I didn't realize is after being very stubborn and not wanting to go to the doctor, mm -hmm. finally went to the doctor. And the doctor was like, you need to see, there's nothing wrong with you, right? Your blood pressure's fine, right? Yeah. Your sugar level, all, all the stuff. I went through a bunch of testing, okay. blood work. Said, you need to go see um, an allergy specialist. And so I did. And they gave me a whole new level of education on how nutrition and what we put in our bodies can actually manifest celiac gluten allergies later in life. It's yeah. not necessarily something you're born with. Okay. And so um, for me, it actually, it radically changed the way I started thinking about what I put in my body. Mm -hmm. So 
that was directly connected with me meeting who is like a, my brother. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to Fendi Anabon. He's amazing. Shout I met him Fendi. right around the time that I had been diagnosed and I wanted to get back into shape. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been in the gym in about nine years. Mm. And so I started taking fitness very seriously. And so I learned from a former NFL player um, how I wasn't very serious. And so my <laughs> mind, being a, a former athlete right, yeah. all my life at a high level, um, I thought that I was like, my mind told me yes, but uh. my body was saying, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not like yeah. you used to be. Yeah. So that was a, uh, it was really like mind over matter. And I got to tell you, you know, through that, it was, um, he really kind of opened the door uh, and I'd actually say like a ceiling. I had actually put a ceiling on my faith and through Fendi, mm. um, not just with my nutrition and my health, it was actually a way for me to start respecting my body because of my commitment to, to God. Yeah. And he really kind of blew the ceiling out because we, and I think it was each other. I felt like, oh my word, this guy is assigned to me. Mm. This is like an angel. Yeah. Who's like allowing me to recommit my life to Christ in a way that I didn't think I even needed to. Yeah. Um, and then vice versa. Then it was like a mutual thing. And, uh, and through a, a really great uh, friendship uh, that was God-centered, I got really serious about, um, about my health um, and fitness. And fitness kind of started elevating. So I started doing, working out with other people. Jared's worked out with me. Mm. I haven't worked out with you, mm-hmm. right? You can do it this I week. Heard, it can I happen heard, this week. I heard. Yeah. I heard about your skills. Yeah. She's no a joke. couple people. That Hope City, Dope oh, City faith, no. right? Ah! Fitness. A bunch of people are so good what? at Hope City. Yeah. They're all in shape. Yeah, a lot of people are in shape out there. <laughs> right? Like, it's not a competition for me, but I feel like, you know, it's healthy, healthy competition. It's healthy. Yeah. But, you know, so my background with cooking yeah. really ele- was able to elevate through health and trying to eat healthy. And I say healthy, it's really just clean. Okay. Right? Um, you know, when people say organic, I think there's a misunderstanding of what that is. Yeah. Um, and so my parents have this bunch of beautiful land. And we started dedicating like an acre just to a garden. Oh. And if I could show you all pictures of this, it would just, it'd blow you away. It's like, here in the area? It's in Belleville, Texas, like oh. Sealy, Belleville area, yeah. um, which is about an hour and 15 minutes west beautiful. of here. Yes. And it is beautiful. They're on a beautiful piece of property. And uh, you've seen the pictures, haven't you? Yeah. Check out my IG at Jason Laverick. Okay. You'll see the pictures Drop of the your little hash. I would love to be invited to the property also. Love, you can come out. I'd love to have you come out. I'm yeah. telling you, come pick out. So um, here's how amazing God is yeah. with harvesting. Okay. So we literally had like every year something radical happens. Uh-huh. So two years ago, the tomato plants. We mm. had 12 different species of tomatoes. And they were gangbusters. You couldn't pick enough. We couldn't give enough away. Wow. Right? Um, And then this last season, my dad loves cucumbers, like pickling cucumbers. But he got these ones called Long English. Mm -hmm. I have photos that I could show you where cucumbers are literally, you've had them. We brought them up to Hope City. Mm -hmm. How long are they? A foot? 18 inches? 18 inches. (laughs) So like, you you remember your dad was saying uh, one day that like basically it was like, Maybe five, six inches in the morning, and then he watered them, and then the next day they were like, like this. You can't even explain it. It is definitely a God thing. Yeah. So much so that the point to that is we've tilled the garden. Yeah. It is off season. 
and we have cucumbers again. Wow. That's how resilient the cucumbers <laughs> in the garden are. It's like it's basically telling us eat more cucumbers, uh, juice them, take the nutrients yes. from them. We love them. And, wow. you know, so it's just a – you saw it. It was crazy. We yeah. can't believe it. Seriously, we tilled the garden. Yeah. We haven't planted new seed yet. It's not season for that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is producing hundreds, not just a couple where you're like, oh, that's random. Oh, my word. Like I'm saying <laughs> hundreds <laughs> of cucumbers again, oh everywhere. Uh, you know, we grow squash, uh, zucchini, yellow beans, which mm. a lot of people don't know about. It's a green bean. It's a color of yellow. Yeah. It has a little bit uh, more of a kind of a, an al dente texture, a little bit crispier. Okay. For people that don't know that word. Yeah. So it's, it has a little bit more of a chew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's al dente. Okay. Drop a little. Come on. Chef word okay, let it. me, Eric, because you like are such a great talker and you're saying like so much good stuff. You talked a little bit about recommitting your life to God in terms of your fitness. Like you committed sure. that. So how, can you need to like dissect that a little bit? Because I feel like that has so much to do with God and we so many people don't look at it that way and we treat our bodies like trash and we don't really compare sure. it to our relationship sure. with God and, and and versus like sin but that that's a real thing well you know our body's a temple yeah. right and you know that's 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 biblical so um, if you believe every word in the Bible to be true I think uh, most of us even as believers live in a place um, out of the tree of uh, of knowledge of good and evil yeah. And, uh, and at that time, I wanted to live out of the tree of life. Yes. And so um, I didn't want to allow uh, the greatness of God and my sin to shrink him. Mm -hmm. And I did through not treating my body right. Mm. And it's definitely not complicated. We said this earlier, mm -hmm. right? We've had this mm -hmm. conversation even before we got here. It's, uh, it's kind of a theme yeah. that stuck with me is, um, you know, uh, faith is actually very elementary. Yeah. Once it's introduced to you, it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. So just like working out, we all know what it takes, right? Yeah. Don't eat the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some right, right? now. Don't eat the pasta. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. But that's not complicated. Yeah. Right? But it's costly. Yeah. So faith, just like anything else, right? How far are we willing to go? Are we willing to sacrifice relationships with our family? Yeah. Are we willing to sacrifice our relationships with friends, people mm -hmm. that are closest to us mm -hmm. that may or may not be believers? Mm -hmm. So when you go all in mm -hmm. and you accept the calling that Jesus has placed on your life yeah. and you have that conviction and you say, it's time for me. Because I said no for a long time. Yeah. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I was five years old. Mm. Baptized at seven. Had a calling on my life at a very young age. My yeah. parents will tell anybody who will listen <laughs> that I was literally born into evangelism. Oh, wow. And I rejected that calling for a long time. Yeah. And through Hope City and meeting people like you, I, find, I did say yes. And it did start with one man mm. and one vision and one goal through what I feel and believe that the enemy manifested through sickness. Mm. So what the enemy wanted to use for evil, yeah. God used for good wow. and radically transformed my commitment to Christ mm. because it was actually, and I'll say it again, what seems like it's complicated is not, yeah. but it is costly yes. because it has cost me some very um, dear relationships here on earth, mm -hmm. but it doesn't compare to anything that's going to happen in heaven. Yeah. Right. And so, so what does your day to day look like in terms of like 
clean eating and healthy living? Like, do you ever have cheat days? Do you ever have cheat moments? What is your your practical day-to-day look like? My practical day-to-day would be um, coffee. Okay. Juicing. Lots of protein shakes. And what would you... You'd like to piggyback this. No, I was just going to say the juicing. The juicing's good. So um, I was introduced to a uh, masculating juicer, right, which helps... uh, um, can keep most of the nutrients okay. through the juicing process and okay. putting fruits and vegetables through it. And so um, I'll say that um, Easter of last year, I was uh, encouraged and challenged, actually. Mm-hmm. And I like to use the word encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Um, to do a 21-day liquid fast. Okay. So I thought I would be like, well, I can do better than that. I'll just not eat. I'll just do dry fast oh. for three days. Okay. That's all it lasted. <laughs> the word hangry, angry, uh, yeah. and hungry actually like started to manifest to me in a way I never understood. I heard people use it, never understood it. Yeah. Yeah. Different side of me came out that I never Ooh. thought. It never, I just, that we're keeping, we're keeping that man over yeah. here. We're keeping him locked so up. So dry, you mean like absolute, uh, absolute Zero. fast? Yeah, yeah, Absolute yeah. fast. Yeah. Nothing. Like. Yeah, I've done that once and I thought I was going to die. Seriously. That's no mm-hmm. joke. It's not, I mean, obviously it's not healthy. And you know, mm-hmm. the, and the reason that I did it is like reading scripture, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, 40 days and 40 nights. Right. And he was tempted. But the uh, what we know about that in scripture is that it elevated his sense of prayer. Yeah. Like his direct connection to uh, God. Yeah. And we're talking about Jesus. Right. So for me, um, I wanted to stretch myself and I prayed through it. Yeah. And it really expanded uh, praying in the spirit for okay. me. Okay. Um, and I found myself by like the seventh day of just doing liquid, uh-huh. kind of catching a second wind. Okay. And then I actually desired new and interesting ways of creating recipes mm. for the juicing. Okay. And then if you fast forward until Jared and I got together, he dropped a bomb on me on a recipe he found. Mm. And it's it's so good. I don't even know if I need another one. What? Jerry, it's, what is it, Jerry? <laughs> So it's just, it's a very simple juice. Like basically all it is, is adding a little bit of sweetness, but from natural flavor. So you're taking a little bit of apple, uh-huh. um, an apple, a one little, apple, one apple. Let's one not talk apple. about a little apple. It's Be a, specific. It's, 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 it's a, one it's, honey crisp apple. Yeah, okay. One honey crisp apple. Okay. Um, it could actually be any greens except for kale. Kale will kill your drink, but oh. spinach, um, celery, but you add some lettuce to that to like bring down the kale i mean you can i'm just saying you oh. can oh we got a little that, but okay we got a little sound saying, if you want to ruin the recipe <laughs> <laughs> okay, instantly ahead, with lettuce <laughs> okay so we got celery um and i love ginger i didn't i actually when i first started i did this juice cleanse for like a full week like where i just did the same juice every day that's it really um and ginger mm-hmm. um and i did not like ginger before yeah put some you take like a nice big like one inch block of ginger in there yeah. with that honey crisp apple or honey crisp apple uh, apple honey crisp apple that is like a tongue twister yeah when you put that with some ginger some mm. celery and then whatever other fruit really but like one whole lemon one whole lemon mm-hmm. what and you put that together it peeled only... and deseeded <laughs> I don't deseed mine but that that's just me but um, peeled and deseeded well. Depends on your juicer. But 
My juicer rocks. Yours, yours is awesome. Yeah, juicer I, I, I chops ordered... up the seeds and everything? It does, yeah. yeah. Mm. So basically a masticating juicer, what it does is it basically chews it. Choose food rather than it mm-hmm. um, bl- bl- with the ones with the blade where it, like you hear it go yeah like really quick. What that does is it heats up and like, it, it heats up because it's got friction and it reduces some of the nutrients that are in there. Oh my goodness! Um, so basically, it's just a great juice altogether, but it's also an alkaline juice. So if you ever heard of anybody doing an alkaline diet, it's very alkaline because you have mm. the ginger in there, you have the it's lemon, mm. and. I needed to get Jason a drink. So two whole cucumbers, one shock of celery, one honey crisp apple, one medium size, a large size lemon, uh-huh. and an inch block. It's about an inch by inch, peeled. Don't put the skin in uh-huh. of gar of I'm sorry, not garlic. No, of course, garlic ginger. would make it taste delicious. <laughs> oh, I was a like, ginger. Oh. Add the ginger. garlic, no, and uh, and ginger, and it's it is pretty good. Um, we did that for a while, and you know the liquid diet. Also, you know if you get really hungry, we would do protein shakes, okay. right? Still liquid, we yeah. do protein shakes, but try to like lay off the sugar. Okay. Um, and uh, and I gotta tell you, we dropped some serious weight. It actually, started transforming the way that I, even my body looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, um, during the fasting. Um, was a, um, when you're reading the Bible, I found that I started reading the Bible louder. Mm. I didn't like read silently, like through fasting, you know, you get, you get those moments of fogginess and you're tired and you feel like lethargic kind of right. And so I found myself when I would read the Bible, I'd be very energized because I'd read it louder and it would give me this, uh, like you felt a sense of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. Like you were on standing or sitting wherever you were at on holy ground and then being by yourself. We did this a lot together, but, um, Jared and I, but, um, being, uh, being by myself and in my, my own space, uh, my prayer language really was elevated in a Mm. way that, um. I mean, it's hard to explain. You have to experience it. Yeah. And you can't unexperience it. And once you know it, you can't you unknow can't, it. Yeah. And it, it gives you a new passion to have that sense of urgency to share it mm. with other people. I love um, it. And it actually worked. Well, a bunch of people started yeah. doing the fasting, right? We even on our freedom group, I talked about only listening to 21 days of nothing but worship music. Okay. I literally just never listened to any secular music whatsoever. Uh-huh. You want to talk about that? No. What you, it did I mean, for you? I mean, basically, so Jason... Um, we were in our freedom group and Jason mentioned this where we were, where he said that, Hey, he stopped listening to all the other music. Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I love listening to worship music, especially like after being at hope city. Mm -hmm. Um, I love listening to it. And I was like, you know what, let me try that. And I didn't consciously do it, but, um, I noticed while I was actually driving two and a half hours out to San Marcos from Mm -hmm. Houston. Um, and I was like, I don't really want to listen to anything else. And it's been making my drives better. And I don't actually want to listen to anything else. So just to segue into like what, like it's done for me. It's just like, I'm so much happier. Um, I'm, I constantly have music playing in my apartment, even when I'm not there. If I'm on vacation or or if I'm out of the town, my apartment actually is playing worship music every hour on the hour that he plays one song just to keep my apartment. Yes. The energy in your apartment Mm -hmm. just peaceful. I just want the Holy Spirit in my apartment. Always. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I'm going to start that tomorrow. Do it. I like that idea. And I love worship music too. Yeah. So, erratically I mean, right? trans- erratically transformed my life yeah. uh, having that type of habit, you know, because it talks about, you know, what do we put into our our ears? What are we listening to? Yeah. What are we seeing? What are we speaking? Um, I think it just shifted uh, perspective, which yeah. I think is uh, the mo- a very important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bethany, so you yes, also have some history with 
fitness, nutrition. Talk a little bit about your experience and journey with that. Um, so I did like three months hardcore um, macros into bikini competition, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And it crazy it's, awesome. It's crazy awesome, but it took a lot out it, of you. I mean, it's dedication. I've heard it's very brutal. Like it it's is brutal. brutal. Yeah. I mean, it, it was two to three hours of my life in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, it was meal prepping every day for every meal. Um, every ounce it was put in my body, I mean, it was weighed out mm. to the T. Yeah. And there was no wavering on that yeah. um, for three months. And so, you know, it puts you in a different, in a different mind perspective, you yeah. know? And so, in game was uh, bikini competition, stepping on, on stage and getting first call outs, which was unreal. Um, and so, my uncle Don was like, 242 Bethany Gardner and I'm like what you know and so you're stepping out there and you are showing your your progress like yeah. everything that you have worked hard for during those three months and yeah it's it's hard yeah it is not easy by any means so whether you're juicing which I've done before or you are counting out your macros and, and what were you eating during that time like what did mm, your day look like it is a protein carb your vegetables, so you're minimizing your carbs. Um, my proteins were probably probably around 150, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe a little bit less. Um, but your carbs are, I mean, everything's counted out. Yeah, girl, everything's counted out. It ain't easy. And obviously, no um, sugar, no none of no, like all clean. No dairy. I love cheese. No mm. dairy. Um, no sugars towards the end, and then you know your peak week. You are. Like it's, it's minimal. So your intake for water, your intake for food, it's, it's strict. So I probably dropped like six pounds like that last week before I stepped out on stage. Mm. What's a peak week? Peak week is whenever you, you condense everything. So you're not eating carbs and then the last day you're going to eat carbs. And then you are taking your gallon, gallon of water down to a bottle of water, which is easy for me because I work in the operating room. So it's like, I, I hate to say it, but I do. Do you like, watch Grey's Anatomy? I'm so no, sorry. No, ma'am. Okay, okay. No, it is not real, y'all. Do not watch it. My my sister and my mom watch it. <laughs> Tell my it is not real. <laughs> She's Cheryl actually Gardner, Sean Taylor Gardner. Do not. You need to quit watching it. It is not real. Well, okay, so, it is so, not real. So I love like, y'all. So look, I, love I y'all. watch Chicago Fire, and mm. I'm not a fire, and I'm well, I am a firefighter, mm. and it's not real. It's but, not you're a firefighter. Yeah. You should have well, led with that, Jared. What? That is so interesting. Jared is, so is also an extra on Chicago. He's <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, okay, I'm no, sorry. Back no, to you. No, you're fine. So no. you, so from that experience, yeah. and now you're still into nutrition to it. Like yeah. you just lost like 25 pounds. Yeah, so you still, you still are in that space of like healthy eating. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm from that in, to now? What is that like? Uh, hard. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it it is dedication. I mean, you have to really watch what you put in your body. I mean, yeah. it's. It's clean eating. It's not organic eating, but it's clean eating. I yeah. mean, you want to, whatever you're going to put in your body, you need to expect out. And yeah. so, um, mm-hmm. that's good. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, yeah. And in the gym too, I'm, I'm not trying to spend two, three hours in the gym. I want to be efficient with what I'm doing mm-hmm. and mindful of what I'm doing. And let's just work on that. And then what I'm putting in my body and it's, you're going to get progress and yeah. it's progress. It's not perfection. Yeah. Nothing is perfection. Like we are in. Like our whole lives are progress. Yeah. Like we're trying to get to a point. It's not perfection. Yeah. God doesn't expect perfection. And do you eliminate any food groups now or do you just clean mm. eat as often as, you know, like. Oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. 
What's well, your cheat meal? I have to really? ask a question really? now. What really? Your cheat meal? Really? Is it lasagna? I mean, it might be. Lasagna? What is your is cheat meal? Is it going to be homemade? Jared? Well, it was yes. lasagna <laughs> In yesterday. <soon>. Yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely lasagna yesterday. It might be steak, too. I don't know. Steak isn't bad, though, is it? Um, nah. Well, depending on how often you're eating steak. So anything in... Moderation. In a proper moderation yeah. or proper portioning wait, wait, wait. is important. Like if you're constantly mm. eating steak, yep. you eat steak three times a day. That's not right. It's not healthy. That's not right. What's your percentage of fat in that though? It doesn't matter. You can't you have to have different in food a, groups. In a bodybuilding world, mm. like you can have ninety nine to one or ninety eight to two. I mean you can you can What steak is ninety nine to one? I don't know. Exactly. I don't even know what y'all are talking maybe about. What is like this? Sound percentage of like protein to fat. Oh. So, yeah. so, so can you go to the store and you like buy like ground beef and it says 80 to 20? Oh, or you're 80% turkey. protein, 20% I, fat that's content. That's bad, I right? just need to say that. No, it's delicious. Really? Oh my goodness. Of course I, it's yeah, bad the more, but that's what makes it delicious. Jason, I'm like, fat what? It's delicious, by the way. I just it need makes to tell you that Jason actually makes the best steak on the planet that I've ever had. Like I've... I haven't tasted it yet. I've actually... Had a steak with Jason, uh-huh. where Jason made it, uh-huh. and made I it. had a thirty-minute moment. <laughs> Jason knows about this, where I literally well, let's not sat take thirty there. minutes. But can you describe the moment? I literally. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> show this. You guys like, can't see break. this, but this it's on, it is audio. You can look okay. on YouTube right, as right, well. But, so this, so, <laughs> so watch on YouTube. But this was me. <laughs> You can move your lips more because it's kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands down because you couldn't move them. <laughs> You just like had to take it I in. Right now. I think I actually have that moment on camera I where I said, "Jared, are you okay?" And he just went. <laughs> I and, I'm, and I, I said, for about "So I always ask." So now I ask because yeah. it's happened to what? How many other people since? So I'll, Matt, Mo, Aaron, a bunch of us. Like it, like, and it's not. A, is it like so? Like, what is it like? What makes it so amazing? It, so I'm gonna be honest, and I'm just gonna say that. Um, mm, with Jason too. and the way that he makes food, uh-huh. it's God given. Well, it's it's God. It's, it's a, a God given gift, but he literally, like, I can tell you that Jason's prayer life is um like he prays mm. more than anybody else I know, mm. and his mom prays all the time too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. they both send me text messages with prayers, yeah. and I'm like, wow, amazed. But what I can tell you is that. All of his his energy, the Holy Spirit, all that goes mm-hmm. into everything that he does yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what anything else like you see around, like Jason is always like he's intentional with a hundred percent of everything that he does. And I can tell you with food, man. Oh my goodness. I, I and I've cooked with Jason multiple times and I can tell you to the T if Jason cooks anything, I don't care. As long as uh, it, as long as it's um, edible, <laughs> like not the pan. I can't eat the pan, but like as long as it's edible, <laughs> yeah. I eat it. Like there's things that I do not eat. Like I don't like asparagus. Yeah. And Jason cooks it, and I'll eat it. And you eat it. I'll, Jason knows. I, I'll eat almost. Are you a meal. chef, Jason? I am not a chef. For the I've record, asked that. okay. For the record, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. Do I say that? officially? Can I say no it like formal s- education? Split into his DM and was like, so are you? 
a chef. I you thought you were a chef, honestly. Thank you. Just based on the um, pictures I've seen. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, the inspiration for cooking came from a very young age. Um, you know, I was the uh, the four-year-old on the counter when it was snowing in Michigan, and my mom was making chocolate chip cookies, and mm-hmm. I wanted, after watching the recipe a couple times, because yeah. she made chocolate chip cookies a lot, it was a really great recipe, by the way. Oh. Um I would want to be the person making the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I would want to taste it throughout the recipe before it was cookie dough and edible. I'd want to taste it. I'd want to touch it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to be a part of the baking process. And so, you know, my mom recognized, um, and her mom also recognized uh, a desire for uh, food at a young age. Mm. And then I kind of fell away from it for a little while at a very young age and then really dove back into it um, when our family lived in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, You know, my dad traveled a little bit at that time with his job and my mom would go with him and so I was, you know, responsible enough to be at home by myself. So I'd cook for myself and I just, I watched this show Mm. and there's this, for people, doesn't matter if they believe in it or not. There was a chef on TV, uh-huh. and his name was Chef Yen. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget, he had the slogan. He'd go, if Yen can cook, so can you. <laughs> and I'd watch this guy, like, have, no, I'm serious. I'd watch this guy have these most, like, the most elementary way of teaching how to cook. Yeah. And so, and he had this really great concept. And he would say, a recipe doesn't have to be a secret. Mm. It's just a platform for whatever you want to make it. Yeah. So use your family, use your culture, use your background mm-hmm. and make it how you want it to taste. So that got inside of me of, you know what? I'm going to make food how I want it to taste. Yeah. And I feel like I know how, I know good food. Yeah. So if I make it taste how I want it to taste, then people will like it. Yeah. And the response has been great. And there's also, you know, there's sentimental connections to it. Like every wedding, even funerals, yeah. family reunions, birthdays, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. we all celebrate fellowship. Yeah. The breaking of bread right. in my family. Um, and the, the, the devotion, the devotion to prayer and my family growing up was over uh, family dinner. Yeah. And so I grew up in that atmosphere. So I'm so thankful for that, uh, because it resonates through me to this day is everything's family style. Jared will tell you, I have a connect group called garden of Eden. It's mm. invite only. I teach young men how to cook fine dining Oh my goodness. And, uh, and we do, you know, pairing of foods and, appetizers yeah. and we do very innovative styles of cooking that you you know you would learn probably in a school yeah right yeah. would you think yeah <laughs> i i mean I, yeah that's about it i that was when i had my first moment that where i was like sitting there like what is this and it what really amazed <laughs> what me was this? how simple basically jason took like four ingredients and made a burger like literally four ingredients in the plus the bun with, plus the bun the bun was homemade yeah and he made the bun homemade. too so that, that yeah, we made that from scratch good. he made wow. everything from scratch and I just was amazed and he actually not only that but he showed me how to make it so he's just telling me what to do and I'm eating this burger and I'm like I have never had a burger like this before. I can't go out and eat a burger anymore. Jason you keep ruining this for me. <laughs> but um yeah. like yeah well, you know, the food has led to um, uh, a lot of fellowship and worship music mm-hmm. and prayer. 
we've had some really good spirit led moments yeah. um, outside of the kitchen, but through the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes down to breaking bed. You know, it's uh, the fellowship. Yes. You know, the fellowship of Christ is what He called us to do. Yeah. Right. Is um, is to depend on other people, and so we have. So I, I love to show the guys how to cook. We made risotto, wow. where what we took everyone worked in a five minute shift. Not any of the guys that made risotto before. Yes. So we had a uh, all, we made a homemade uh, chicken bone broth. Right, and we did what was it like a lemon thyme? So if you want to ask about ingredients, everything was made um, from something we knew. So we took, uh, we had some some chicken bones and water. We had some aromatics: carrots, celery, garlic, onions, and the bones. And we made a, a broth from it, and yes. uh, and we used that liquid to add into a boreal rice. And we all took turns doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then someone got the idea of lemon. Somebody thought I, I think I asked you to get fennel, and would you get lemongrass? I got fen- I got fennel and somebody no and lemongrass I brought both yeah because you did yeah because I didn't know what a fennel looked like I thought fennel <laughs> the only thing I heard knew which about is fennel, awesome I because it was totally sausage. transformed the original recipe into something even better so I thought fennel I, the only thing I've heard is fennel sausage so I'm looking for sausage like the little seeds and then he I, didn't know like the plant yeah so then I went and asked this guy the vegetables like, great what is fennel because he, Jason said fennel and I don't know what fennel is so let me go let me go yeah, ask somebody that's good. and then he brings me over to this thing that looks like a half onion and then it looks like dill and it looks like <laughs> celery it's all one thing and I'm like it tastes like oh. licorice yeah yeah alright cool let me get two of those <laughs> so it's cool because all the guys get to learn uh, uh, cooking techniques um, as well as recipes that are pretty basic nothing's yeah. complicated like some people look at the food on like Instagram and yeah. go oh my word that seems so complicated yes. we really cook with a lot of uh, very, yeah, I'll say a lot we use it's very complicated by the way we use a very good olive oil uh-huh. we use salt and we use pepper yeah. and every once in a while we add a good herb and we'll add Basically. maybe some lemon juice mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And some citrus, we'll add citrus. Um, that's the base of the cooking. So it, when I say clean, I, I truly mean clean. We don't use butter. Oh. Uh, we don't cook with butter. We don't use a lot of dairy, right? Um, although we did we did make a, a beef wellington. And we made a pizza. Crazy. And we did make pizza. Made pizza. Did but I had to do pizza, even though I couldn't eat it. Yeah. You did a carbonara in San Marcos. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Mm. That what is in Santa Marcos? What is that? I mean, San my Mar- sister. Oh, my sister went to school like where there. Was? Yes. Yeah. So, so oh, I, I, okay. I, I or Texas. Or Texas State. You work there? Yeah. No, no, no. I work oh, all over. You work. What do you do? Let's talk a little bit about careers. Okay. Oh, so I I'm work, just interested in all y'all. I work in <laughs> IT. Okay. I'm an IT resource. Okay. Um, for a medical company. Oh. Um, hmm. But my my background is like IT engineering. Firefighting. Yeah. I was a firefighter for eight years. <laughs> just so, gonna throw that out there like that's random. And I was a hazmat technician. I've done what? a little bit of uh, just a hazmat technician. And you look just like a young boy. And a graphic designer. What? Oh my goodness. He is a young boy. Look you, at him. I'm young. I'm 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 pretty young. Yeah. I'm like twenty eight. You really nice. are twenty eight. Yeah. Like okay. twenty eight like, or twenty eight. I'm like twenty eight because I'm almost twenty nine. So. And you, you have go. lived already. Yeah, my Do parents. you have a girlfriend? Because I have some people that I can introduce you to. Hey, hey look. No, I'm a matchmaker no, on the right. side. But, Everybody um, knows that. Me too, but, girl. You right, too? I am. I love matchmaking. Not that to this very moment. No? You don't? No. Okay. okay. But. We can set up a little date this week. But what As I long say. as they're spiritually mature. That's right. Yes. So, so Jason knows. Like, I am very, very, very particular okay. about 
who I'm talking to. I'm very mm, intentional with good. everything right now. Like okay. everything I say, that's the good. words I say, mm-hmm. what who I'm talking to. I try to not use words that I can't or that I don't want to happen. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if something's going on. Like basically the world could be ending. and I'm not going to say the world's ending. I'm going to be like, oh, it's going to be a great day today or it's going <laughs> to yeah. get better. Or even if something's going wrong, oh, how's your day going? And it's going, it's a bad day. I might be like, Oh, it's getting better. Oh and yeah, I, speak in life. Speak, speak life. Speak uh, speak everything into existence. I've yes. believed in that all my life. Yes. And I just go with it. So. And he's getting very, very well versed in prophesy praying. Oh. What? Jared is praying very boldly. Okay. And praying things into existence that That's haven't it. happened yet, mm. and they will take place because my God's God. promises when two or more gather. That's yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on here. He's taking it very serious. Yeah. So like the other day when I got back home, um, that is good. What I, and and I don't recommend. Well, I would recommend this actually. Um, and this is something I got from Jason. I won't explain how, but I when I got home, I actually went and took a silver sharpie, and I, I like silver sharpies and gold sharpies and metallic ones, oh, and I wrote all over my door frames in my room. Um, I just wrote prayers on them, yeah, and I also. Uh, sealed it from all evil in my room and I've done that in my whole apartment now on all the door frames I just want my apartment to be filled with the Holy Spirit yes and I claim Jesus in Jesus name that everything in my apartment yes is holy and that there's no evil allowed in that place and I just do that all the time um I went through a struggle during the summer and Jason Jason's one of the very few people that know where I had a I was having seizures in the middle of the night Mm. and that's completely gone now um, mm. due mm-hmm. to some changes in my life and some yeah. intentional yeah. praying. But like one of the things that Jason failed to mention was this connect group that we have. Mm. Um, basically we were all praying together. Like in, I'm talking about people that you would never think would pray in public, mm-hmm. AKA me. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was afraid of praying. And somebody uh, told me recently, she's, she was like, why are you afraid of praying in front of people? Um, Jason had asked me to pray at uh, Lilo. And I was like, I'm nervous about what I'm going to say. And, she's, and she told me, she said specifically to me, you're not praying for them. Mm-hmm. You're praying to God. Right. So right. you're having a conversation with God. So why are you worried about what anybody's yeah. thinking? Yes. So from that moment on, all my prayers have been about God. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. about my relationship That's with God. Yeah. I've been just feeling what God has for mm-hmm. me. God has for other people. Yes. Just living with the Holy Spirit. And that's all. I mean, just allowing the Holy Spirit to come into the place that I'm in, into me, into everybody around me and just do do Jesus's work. Yes. That's it. I love it. That makes me think about Kanye. We were talking about Kanye earlier and how he prayed when he was with Pastor Joe, not this evening, but the morning. And he just like started talking about like his little cousin's birthday or whatever. And I thought that was so cute because it's like people do think you have to have these like elaborate prayers that sound so fancy, but it's just the way we talk to God. It should be as comfortable as you want it to be. And that's like a trick of the enemy to make you feel like you can't pray because then if you feel that way, you won't. And then you won't talk to God who is just waiting to talk to you. So I love that you came to that through Jason's yeah. connect group. Jason, you're just changing lives out here. He is. I knew God it. is changing lives. Do you? I am yeah. a very simple-minded vessel. Yeah. 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 I love it. I pray for that every day. You know, the first thing when I wake up in the morning, um, I uh, the first thing that I pray is, thank you, God, for giving me another day yeah. and more breath 
so that I can have a sense of urgency to share your name. Yes. Let me get out of the way. You mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. Let me Let me see the world through your eyes and not mm-hmm. my own. Yeah. Let's just find one. My right? God. And, um, and, that's, and I pray that every morning before I pray for anything else. Yeah. Um, after I praise him, right? Mm-hmm. I always lead with praise. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I go into some specificity yeah. um, on that prayer of just you know. So me to Jason, get I'm sorry to cut you off. Sure. So with your illness, did you did you get to the point where you you were like near death, where you questioned if you were going to be here much longer? Talk Whoa. about your illness because we didn't really get into that. Yeah. So the celiac was just scratching the surface, right? Okay. That's just a food allergy. Yeah. Sure. Um, on May 23rd, on a, a, a random phone call, um, I had uh, had somebody that um, had called me. Um, I was called to fatherhood. So after uh, my relationship had ended um, and there was a, a long separation uh, between my ex and I, um, I wanted to have um, my sperm frozen. Mm. And so I went to Houston Fertility Clinic and had my sperm frozen. Okay. And so from the most random place, um, the doctor that had uh, just kind of procured that for me, yeah. um, I didn't. I only met him the one time yeah. through a 10-minute consultation, and then the nurses do everything else. He had actually called me. It was six weeks later, and he called me on the phone, which I thought was odd, mm-hmm. and said, hey, man, uh, my wife is a hematologist, mm. and, uh, and she knows results, like numbers of blood work, and uh, you need to see someone. Mm. And I was like, that's so random. Why would a fertility clinic be calling me about my blood work? Right. So um, I went in and the hematologist, um, they diagnosed me with AML, which is a, a rare form of leukemia in your blood. Mm. And they told me that I probably only had a couple months if I didn't start treatments right away. Wow. And in addition, um, that my, um, my uh, DNA had carried cystic fibrosis. So mm. they had to terminate my sperm samples oh my at the Houston Fertility Clinic. Wow. And so not only did I find out the same day that I had cancer, but I was told I couldn't have kids. Mm. And that was one of the main reasons why my relationship had actually ended Mm. um, after uh, 16 years. So it wasn't anything to celebrate. Um, You know, you'd be devastated. And I gotta tell you, in that moment, um, I prayed and uh, and actually thank God for uh, for everything that I yeah. have, yeah, everything uh, that I I don't have, and everything that I'm not supposed to have, yeah, and uh, and gave him all the praise in that moment. And um, so that was interesting because the doctor actually heard that, um, and being a non-believer, yeah, it was it was actually taken back. His first words when he, I mean, his his retort to that when he walked in was, "Did you just?" Thank God for cancer. Yeah. He was very confused, oh, which is actually not a bad thing because it planted a seed mm-hmm. that came to fruition much later. Yeah. And, um, and so through, uh, through treatments of blood transfusions and taking CYP3A shots for anybody who knows anybody's going through that yeah. and being on a, a chemo pill called Rydapt. Um, they told me that I was going to get really sick, that I couldn't work out. I was going to have all these symptoms. They actually had me see a therapist because I'd go through paperwork and I didn't have any symptoms. I kept telling them, I don't, I don't have that. No, 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 mm. no, no. All the while, uh, serving as a load in load out coordinator at Hope City. Wow. Um, being on missions and, you know, helping launch a couple things through missions. Wow. Um, and being on baptisms and being a campus leader at yeah. our, our main campus at West Houston. And I wasn't really sharing it with anybody. Yeah. Not because I'm secretive, but I was private. Uh-huh. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, my parents knew. Jared knew. Um, and, uh, and a few other close people in my life. And, um, and then 
through several treatments, they also told me that I had a, a couple of tumors. I had some masses that were had malignified with cancer, so I was going to have surgery. Mm. I'd have to have surgery, have them removed. So being told I couldn't have kids, being told I had cancer and was going to go through it, and you know, was probably wasn't going to make it. Yeah. The chances weren't very good. Um, uh, at our church, a few of the pastoral staff um, helped me write some uh, some healing affirmations, mm. and I took it very serious. So for those uh, people that don't or don't understand what healing affirmations are, yeah. I would encourage anybody mm-hmm. to do discovery and read as much as you can about yeah. healing affirmations over a manifestation of any type of illness. Okay. Um, for me, I'm happy to share them with anybody. Um, I did mine at least six times a day. I mm. would swim in my pool. So by the way, I was told I couldn't work out. I was working out twice a day. Mm. They told me I couldn't live more than 50 pounds. I mean, I might look skinny. I mean, I literally got after it in the gym. Wow. So as I was losing weight, I was gaining muscle mm. when I wasn't supposed to. Um, supposed to lose my hair, didn't. Grew a thick beard. Um, <laughs> you know, other other curly, than my yes. toenails, like getting ready to fall off and getting discolored. And, you know, that was by, I'm like, why is my skin changing colors? This is weird. Mm. My body itching and stuff. I mean, I would get sick. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, nausea she would set in. She through it. I mean, oh, like, the whole you thing would never know. Joy. You would never yeah. know. Yeah. Mm. So there was a lot of people that when they'd find out, like their response was almost, it was melancholy is the yeah. way to explain it. They're like, yeah. number one, I'm a little upset with you for not telling me. Yeah. Right? Because I had no idea. Number two, this doesn't make sense. So, you know, one thing that we kept praying boldly, um, you know, my parents, my family, and those closest to me in a very large circle, not a small circle, that circle grew, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, was uh, that we would make a mockery of the enemy and mm. that uh, God wasn't finished writing my story as yeah. the ultimate narrator, right. that he was going to use my life as a way to defy what we believe in through, yeah. Meta- yeah. through mathematics, science, and, med- and, and medicine. Yeah. Right. So three weeks after I was told that I couldn't have kids, doctor calls me up. Um, I'm literally delivering a rescue dog um, with someone very close to me um, to her mom, uh, and we're I'm driving on the way back, and uh, I get a call from the doctor, and he, he's you know no conversation starts off good with. Well, I don't know how to tell you this. That never starts off. Right, good. right, right. And they so by the way, I'm not going to mention my hospital. But they are horrible at oh. delivering news, by oh. the way. I feel like I need to go in some sort of council training just to teach people how to deliver messages. You know. You were there with one of them. I, was there <laughs> this is horrible. Like, this is, I don't know how to tell you this. Like, in a deep voice, deeper <laughs> yeah, yeah, than they yeah. have, I'm like, oh, no. Well, just tell you. know, You're thinking, just tell right. me. Right? Oh, I'm anxious. Yes. Right? God, take my anxiety. Wait two days until I give you information. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. So he, go, he goes, he goes, well, um, I'm going to give you a number. Just so you understand how rare this is and how it's actually impossible. I said, okay. And he goes, it's like one, what do you say? I don't want to get this right, but it was like one in 160 millionth of a percentile (laughs) that the equipment that they use did the results wrong. Okay. Had my results wrong to test my DNA for cystic fibrosis. Okay. No joke. It's something crazy like that. (laughs) I might be making up the number, but. It's close to that. Right. Meaning is impossible. That's yeah. what he said. He goes, I just want you to know how impossible it is that, you, you know, your results, your blood work was not tainted. It wasn't changed. You know, because you're going into surgery, yeah. we need to have your blood, you know, your blood match, you know, right. uh, you know, ready for you in the event of something going wrong. You yeah, know, yeah. We just looked at your results again. You're familiar yeah, with this, uh, right? Yeah, I work in the OR, so I got it. Totally. Yeah. And he calls and he goes, 
So we don't find any cystic fibrosis in your DNA. Amen. He goes, I don't, I don't know. Because whatever you're doing, you haven't been doing what I've been doing as long as I've been doing it uh-huh. over 23 years. And whatever you're doing, keep doing it mm. because it, it doesn't make sense. So it's baffling one of the number one oncologists mm. in the country. Wow. And so that was emotional a moment. And he said, but you're, it doesn't mean that because because the test was done right. Yeah. And now we're seeing that there's something different. Um, he's like, when I pull, uh, when we do surgery the following week. Yeah. Um, this was on July 3rd that I got the phone call and I had surgery the following week on July 10th. Um, he wanted to do it on July 4th. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be out of town. I think we can wait a week. Um, he said he checked with my insurance. My insurance didn't uh, cover the portion. He wanted to do a portion of the surgery himself where he would remove my sperm individually, check them to make sure that they didn't have cystic fibrosis. Yeah. And in the event that they didn't, he was going to pay for it to, to, to do the surgery and freeze them for life. Oh, my goodness. Uh, because he believed in it so much. Yeah. And so that was a, uh, obviously a bonding moment between my doctor yeah. and I. So we scheduled the surgery, um, went into um, surgery center. Uh, Piney Point Surgery Center. Shout out to y'all. It was great. Hey. Very fancy. It was a fancy, a fancy surgery center. And uh, it was, right? It was fancy. It was fancy. It was fancy, bro. It was cool. No, I'm not and right, I didn't expect it. It was really ridiculous. Because, because of his reaction to the anesthesia. <laughs> My reaction to the anesthesia, I'd never had anesthesia, by the uh-huh. way. Okay. And even going in, so by the way, I, I know we talked about this earlier. So I'd never put a hospital gown on before. Yeah. I had it on backwards, was walking down the hall with it on backwards. <laughs> And he's made fun of people wearing it backwards before. I have. On TV. (laughs) Which is awesome. Yes, I'm guilty. Um, So we're having fun. My parents were there. And so we, um, I went and of course, right? So I go back in the room. And so uh, my doctor came in and he goes, hey, man, I'm going to have to sign some paperwork because this is a learning center. So there's going to be some people in the room with you. And I said, yeah, great. Totally. If they need to see it. Right. So (laughs) sign off on it. Go back. (laughs) I go back in the, in the surgical room after getting right. And I see nine women in him and I'm like, (laughs) of course, of course. Right. And so a couple of them make some interesting comments, which we won't mention, but it was really funny. And so I have anesthesia, best thing ever. Right. My high school counselor led me in the wrong direction. I should have been an anesthesiologist. It was awesome. You know, my uncle told me to be an anesthesiologist and I didn't do it. You should have done Horrible it. Horrible mistake because you've you done everything else. Do right. I think you could still do it if you want so to. So it was uh, it was great. You know, so I came out best sleep of my life and I, I I was probably a little loopy, but you know, my mom's crying. I wake up, I see her and she's crying. I'm like, so what's going on? And she's like, well, a doctor came in and said that he had 10 vials and we're going to have perfect grandchildren, ah. right? So it was it was a praise God moment. Yeah. And so that was great to hear that, but it made me really realize where my parents' priorities were, yeah. which is grandchildren over right. my health. <laughs> you, of course. Because that was like, that was the second, like, the, so did they? Did they get like, mom, don't watch this. Yes. Right? And, uh, and so they did very successful surgery and I was supposed to be there for 48 hours. I was home within two hours. Um, in the event that Jared was going to be there, uh, you know, former paramedic and firefighter, uh, to be there to take care of me, Do- you know, and uh, and the doctor was pretty. He knows me. He spent a lot of time with me, so he's like, he even asked my parents. He's like, listen, are you serious? Because this is one of the most physically stubborn people I've ever met in my oh life. My he is not stubborn in general because I'm not, but physically stubborn. Yeah, I didn't realize I was uh-huh. until I this happened. Yeah, until getting sick. I can't believe that when they told me no in the gym, two a day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Telling me no to other stuff. No, no I'm doing pounds, it. Yeah. I literally had to tell him to sit down 
like 30 minutes after his surgery. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So like I was icing for 20, off for 20. So Jared was there for 48 hours helping take care of me. My parents were there. Um, you know, Jared was, you know, cooking and cleaning, um, along with another really close person in my life was, was there as well. I was not here today. Um, and, and, uh, and she was, she was helping out they were kind of, you guys were kind of like going back and forth, like taking turns, right? Like every hour, um, which was great. And I realized how physically stubborn I was and how yeah. much I really don't like TV. I'd go into the kitchen. I'd be like, I got to the bathroom. I'd go into the kitchen and I'd be standing there like, just like chilling for a minute. And he, he was like cleaning up type of stuff. My parents are there hanging out, watching horrible TV. <laughs> And uh, and Jerry would look over and he'd, this is so funny, he'd look at me and go, this is not the bathroom. Can you just go to the bathroom? You have to sit down. You're going to swell. He's like, the doctor told me. And I'm like, oh, no. Because we had this whole, like, you know, post-surgery, like everyone does. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm not taking the pills. He's like, do you want to swell up? You have to take it. Oh, my goodness. Right? So he was really great at that in a very loving way. I'm I'm being very animated. But it was really great. So I love you, man. It was really great to have you there and take care of that, man. It was really cool. I don't actually know if he's being completely animated because I really was telling him, you need to sit down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be like, why are you sitting down? Like, what's wrong? He'd be like, what's wrong? Lay down, man. Yeah, because I, you know, not that I won't listen to my parents, but when it comes to that stuff, I just, I, I was so anxious yeah. to just get through it. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, actually that same weekend, so that was on a Wednesday. I came home on a Wednesday, and that Sunday I was in church standing up serving, worshiping. Wow. Yeah. Right. They actually, I was actually at Lilo, and they're like, "You're not Le- load and load out." Right? As a yes. coordinator, they're like. Will you please just go home? What are you doing? So I went home and I'm like texting in the group meetings and texting Jared. How's it going? What's happening? Is the cry room done? He's like, the cry room has been done for an hour. Stop texting me. We got this. Right. Yeah, servant's heart so it was, uh, it was really cool, you know, and then, uh, to lead into to later. So I, I thought I was going to go into remission. Uh, they actually gave me kind of a date, my last scan, September 17th. Yeah. And that's when, uh, we found out that I had a, uh, a potential lesion on the back of my aorta and they told me that, um, it was, uh, it was a malignified, it was a tumor that, um, was, was probably, uh, potentially going to kill me. So then, uh, about three weeks after that, I had another, uh, MRI would die and they said it had grown, and so it was probably going to rupture my aorta, and mm. it would it would it would potentially kill me. Yeah. As in, AKA, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that was scary. So we did a lot of bold prayers, and and just mm. you know, not that we were in denial, we just didn't believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more people prayed about it, um, uh, boldly, and um, so I was supposed to find out as early as last, well, two weeks ago, Friday, right? Um, that early they were going to call me, they didn't call me. Um, that's, I was like waiting for through the weekend, great weekend at church. Monday came by, nothing. Tuesday came by, nothing. So I called and, uh, and one of the nurses that was assigned in my case, she's like, Hey, so, uh, uh, your doctor has been in two surgeries and he's, and she actually says this, he's been so emotional about this, about your case. They'd never called me a case before. It's what's. It's a case. Yeah, so I've never, never say it. Yeah, they've always been chasing. Type thing, you know. So you and all this time, right? Months of this, never been uh, uh, been labeled as a case. Like he's so emotional about your case. They see it as a case, but he sees it as you. You know what I mean? Sure. So well, even the nurses hadn't called me. You know, a case at that time. I was Jason. Like I was a name. Yeah, they were. They were calling him Jason. They were the whole time. They're like, choose joy. I'd come in and be like, choose joy, right? Because that was my thing. I think I even said that too. You did that Monday. Yeah. I was like, what? Choose joy. And you're like, choose yeah, joy. Kind of the, you got to shake. Joy. You got to shake when you say choose joy. Yeah. And so it was really cool. You know, um, 
I, uh, they, they, she, it was a horrible message, but also funny. Now you're looking back on it saying, you know, he's really emotional about your case. He's been in some surgeries. And so he's going to call you around two o'clock. And I'm like, seriously, you promise? And she's like, yeah, he said he's, he's, he's actually came out of surgery. He's going to get some rest. He's going to call you. Yeah. I said, great. Um, I was in the gym working out, of course. Right. Physically stubborn. Uh, came upstairs. Uh, my mom has been staying with me. My dad's in Michigan hunting and uh, called one of the um, associate directors at our church who's uh, very close to me uh, and very dear to my heart and lots of prayer. And um, he um, he's just been pouring into me like crazy. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for... Uh, I feel assigned to him. Mm. Um, and so... Um, I called him and he happened to be with one of our pastors and, uh, and we all prayed together and prayed very boldly. And, uh, then later that day at two o'clock, I got the call and again, the delivery of the message was terrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, it ended up being good. So, you know, the, the lesion ended up being a shadow. Wow. It wasn't a lesion. Well, they don't know if it was or it wasn't because they, was they're gone. saying they didn't read wrong, right? but now they're saying it, has, it was of no concern. Um, the medicine actually didn't, uh, didn't work at all. He's like, Hey, I don't have to tell you this, but the exospot that you're taking, it's not working. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? He goes, well, you know, you're not gonna need a bone marrow transplant because your bone marrow is producing red blood cells. Mm. He goes, and I, I'm, uh, I'm telling you that we're confirming today in your case that, um, you're terminate, we're terminating your chemo treatments effective immediately. My you're Lord. going into a remission, you're going into remission. Wow. Um, he's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Um, he's like, I'm not going to uh, continue to, to, to look into it. We just want you to come in for regular scans. Yeah. So um, tomorrow I'll actually go in, Wednesday. I'll go in for more blood work. And he actually, it was really cool because uh, one of his final comments was, was, other than hearing from you in praise hmm. and hearing stories of praise, um, he goes, I don't plan to ever see you at the hospital wow. again. And it's so did, he didn't want to see you at the hospital. <laughs> Not that he didn't want to see me, but you know, I guess he didn't want to see me, right? Obviously, you, I made yeah. a great impression. Different circumstances. Uh, but yeah, yeah different yeah, yeah. circumstances. I will say one thing that he said, which is uh, um, there's kind of a, um, a secular narrative to the story, is as a non believer that yeah. he was, um, he, uh, he didn't feel right about the results that he, mm. they had gotten from the lesion. Yeah. He said, because of what had happened before, Something had happened with him where he, when he was going home, he said, when I started going home, he goes, I've never actually even prayed before, but the quality of life since I've met you with my wife mm. and with my kids has improved. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to pray. So I was, he goes, I tell everyone, don't Google anything I tell you. <laughs> right? Don't become the expert. Yeah. Right. Like my dad yeah, would be like, Google something and I'm the expert. I know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I love my dad, by the way. So it's a yeah. good shout out to him. He's amazing. <laughs> But it's just what a lot of us do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so for uh, uh, for him to say, I Google searched how to pray so my wife and I could be on our hands and knees praying about this. He goes, and I was led to send your results wow. to three individuals independently. And they all came back with the same exact my God. confirmation of my results is that it was a shadow and that it yeah. wasn't a lesion and I had nothing to worry about. There was no cancer. Jesus. Um, and so it was, it was a definitely a, a miracle that mm. had happened, you know, through the power of prayer. So Mm-mm. healing affirmations are real. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, God was uh, was making a mockery of the of the enemy For sure. and sickness to give people hope to where yes. God gets the glory. Yes. I mean, it was really, a, you know, our God is a self. Selfish God too, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the most ultimate and radical and amazing way. Yeah. And so he gets all the glory through yeah. a very specific prayer um, and healing affirmations. And mm. so, you know, um, 
my testimony is real, right? I mean, living, walking, uh, breathing Lord. proof, right? It is. Jason, I want you to close it out in a prayer just yes. for anybody who physically struggling, uh, wanting to get into a good space health-wise. Sure. Whatever God lays on your heart to pray as where this podcast will kind of be leading us into the new year. So, good. Sure. Yeah. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, um, you are so powerful. Um, your, mercy, just your mercy and your grace are new every morning. We just pray for, uh, for coverage and we pray for breakthroughs that anybody who seeks you, you'll meet them right where, you, right yes. where they're at. You met me where I was at, and, uh, and through healing affirmations and gathering with one or more, and two or more, and three or more, and groups of people. As we connect, we hold hands, we lay hands on each other, and uh, we just see the world through uh, through your eyes and not our own. We just we just go boldly, and ask that anybody who seeks you, whether it be physical, whether it be financial, uh, whether it be relational, in family, with friends, at work regardless of what it is, um, that your promises are true and you require us to test our faith with you and go bold in our prayers. And so we're doing that today uh, for anybody who's listening, anybody who's watching, um, anybody who's... uh